The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits. After a day off, we are here for the MLB postseason. The quick 60-game sprint is in the books. Four games today. AL wildcard day one kicks things off tomorrow. We have eight games. It's going to be absolutely bananas. But we got four games tonight. This will be super quick. A couple housekeeping notes. If you give a rate and review on iTunes, that'd mean a lot to the podcast. MLB DFS Quick Hits. If you prefer to watch this, you can go to the Rotobar YouTube channel, give a subscribe, like, and share, and all that good stuff. And also, if you want to get in the free Fantasy Sports DJ Slack chat, just let me know. We'll get you in over there. But again, this will be a quickie. We'll go over the four games. We'll go game by game on this slate compared to normal. But um, looking at the lines right now, Astros Twins, 7.5. White Sox A's, 7.5. Jays Rays, 7.5. Yankees Indians, 6. And uh, the Rays are minus 200 favorites. Uh, against the Jays. That's a biggie. Everything else, oh, and the Twins are minus 167 over the Astros. Everything else, pretty neck and neck. White Sox are actually road favorites against the Oakland Athletics. All right, let's get cracking on this slate. Again, game by game, really, really fun stuff to break down here at 11 Pacific time, 2 Eastern. Houston takes on the Minnesota Twins. Again, Minnesota big favorites in this one. You got Kenta Maeda, for Zach Granke, Maeda is a target of mine at $8,000, as consistent as they come. Again, it's Tuesday, just because it's the playoffs doesn't mean it doesn't continue over at Rotoball or the free DraftKings play. Maeda, I break down a little more in depth on that slate. Just look at his overall production this season. He's uh, gone six or more innings in all but two of his 11 starts this year. He's given up no more than three earned runs in every start. So if you do the math on that, that is nine quality starts in 11 outings. He essentially gets you 20-plus points on the season. He's averaging 24 DK points per start this season. So that is outstanding. The one thing when you're facing the Houston Astros, and we talked about it time and time again, not a massive strikeout team, especially if there's right-handed pitching in the month of September, striking out about 18.5% of the time, give or take, but not a lot of power either. ISO well below 200, batting average around 240. They started to hit towards the last week of the season, but I'll take my chances when you look at a Kenta Maeda versus this Houston Astros team um, and see what I can pull off there. The Astros have a 3.3 team total. Lefty's hitting 291, righty's 222 off Kent to Maeda. 
So definitely something I can get behind there. And on the flip side of things, I like targeting with the Minnesota Bats on this one. Twins have a 4.2 team total. Second highest on the slate. Lefty's 250, righty's 291 versus Zach Granke. But Granke is um, something to behold as of late. You know, he limits the hard contact. I'll give him that. But uh, when you look at his game log of late and you go and just peek around at things, since August 23rd, when we uh, separate him more out here on Fangrass, since August 23rd, that's two, four, six, his last seven starts, at least three earned runs in each start. He's given up at least one home runs in four of those seven starts, two home runs in two of those uh, seven starts, which is pretty big. Uh, the strikeouts for, like between three to six in almost all but two starts, so he's not striking out the world. He's going five or six innings in most starts, so not going super deep. The Astros' bullpen's been very suspect of late. I'm sure he's limiting things to 38% hard contact, which is good for Granke, but he's also giving up a 10.5% barrel rate. So there's a lot of things to look at with Zach Granke, a 288 batting average against, uh, still striking out 26%, doesn't walk many at 3.1%, but a lot of pitch to contact with Granke this year. And when you look at Granke, he doesn't have like nasty splits or anything. When you look at lefties and righties, uh, when you when you go through fan graphs here, uh, versus uh, left-handed hitters, you know, they're hitting a whopping 206 against them, but with a uh, 234 Woba, but you go a little deeper, 0.3 home runs per nine. They're not doing a ton versus him at all. But when you look at, like, say, right-handed hitters, they're going to have a little more success versus Granky. They're hitting 305 with a 354 Woba. So something to think about when you're targeting those Minnesota Twins. Uh, he's also giving up almost one and a half home runs per nine to right-handed hitters in this one. So I like um, – you You can look at the Twins' bats on this one for sure. You got like some Nelly Cruz supposed to be back at 4900 bucks. He's always in play, especially in big games like this. Donaldson's day-to-day. I do like Eddie Rosario. I know I just mentioned all the righties, but Rosario at 42, coming in hitting safely at nine of his last 11, hitting over 300. Uh, he's hitting 292 for the month of September. So he's hitting a pretty steady bat, and at $4,200, get you some savings so you can pay up for pitching on this slate. So a guy like Eddie Rosario is pretty strong. You got, got Sano in a GPP at 38. You can play with, but you can mix and match your twins. Uh, big reverse splits on Granky this season, righties versus lefties. Something to target there. I like Maeda on the bump. If you want to go with your Astros, you can. Bregman's their hottest hitter. He's 48. Springer at 53. So you're paying up for their big boys. The rest of them are, uh, you know, your cheaper options. Maybe Kyle Tucker at 41 is a one off. Michael Brantley at 37 if you want to go that direction. But for me, it's twins in this one. It's Kenta Maeda, really strong SB2 on DK tonight when I'm uh, building Zim lineups. All right, White Sox, A's, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific. Gilito, Lazardo. This is a good pitching matchup right here. You got two young, young arms going at it by the bay. Uh, Gilito at 8300 and Lazardo both 83 Very interesting price tags. You got two teams that uh, are kind of going in different directions right now. It's really crazy to go and take a peek at because you got – the A's, whose bats have just been atrocious this year as a whole, just can't get it going. Olsen's like a he's, he's home run or nothing type situation, which is very, very annoying, of course. Uh, when you look at an A's team they uh, against right-handed pitching, Oakland, 24% K rate versus righties this year, 227 average, 177 ISO. Not great, not great. So a good spot there for Giolito at 8300 I think he'll be kind of popular. The A's are always scrappy. I'll give them that. And the reason to use A's bats potentially is A, low ownership, and B, if you get past Giolito or when you get past Giolito, the White Sox bullpen's not like world beaters by any means. Uh, they have some, some flamethrowers. They're going to have an expanded you know, bullpen for the playoffs, it looks like, with, with these rules they're making. So um, you could have a little better bullpen than usual, but as a whole, not too much to worry about there. Now, on the flip side, 
you have the Chicago White Sox, and Timmy Anderson's already letting people know that A's must not have done the research because we hit 285 with a 238 ISO and a 376 Woba versus left-handed pitching. They strike out 22% of the time versus left-handed pitching this season. They are very, very strong against lefties, and I've already seen that narrative all over the place. Do I want to use the White Sox today? They're tempting. I don't mind them. I like the uh, Twins. I like another team later. Um, you have a, you have a White Sox team when you're looking at this slate with a 3.93 team total, third highest on the slate. Um, lefties 254, righties 314 off Jesus over the last calendar year. Let's look a little deeper at Jesus Lazardo over just this season as a whole when Jesus is facing uh, right-handed hitters, which are the White Sox will throw out a heavy right-handed lineup in this one. Righty's hitting 256, 326 Woba versus Jesus, 1.6 home runs per nine. That's not ideal when you're looking at the grand scheme of things there for Mr. Jesus Lazardo. It's going to be warmer by the Bay as well. So keep that in mind. The ball might be flying midday game there in Oakland. He threw three out. His last outing was a BS outing when they pulled him in the, out of the bullpen to get some work against the Dodgers. Got hit around there, but then he shut down the Giants, got hit around by Seattle, okay against Houston, hit around by the Padres, gave up a little to Texas. He's given up like two or more runs in um, all of his last five starts, or uh, no, four of his last five starts, three or more in uh, three of those five. He's given up a lot of home runs of late. He had three home runs to Seattle Mariners recently. He's kind of on a roller coaster ride, but even during all that, struck out at least seven. And the White Sox do strike out close to 22% of the time versus left-handed pitching. So the White Sox are definitely in play on this one. I'm not going all in on them, and the difference is, is they're going to be pricey. You got Abreu at 51, Timmy Anderson at 51, both good looks there. Moncada is heating up over the um, the last week or so, so you can kind of go back to him as a little bit cheaper at 47. He's heating up in a fantasy production. Still only hitting like a buck 67 over his last 10, but he's getting you seven to eight points a game, which will help you out on slates like this, usually lower scoring than most things because these pitching duels – are pretty legit, and you're going to see a lot of pitching changes out of the bullpen. So you got to kind of play that game, given not as many now with that stupid rule of a minimum of three hitters. But uh, you can look at some of the White Sox. James McCann versus a lefty is always fun at 3800 bucks. Um, the catchers, are, but we'll switch over to the uh, like one more White Sox for you. One more White Sox. Lou Bob's 3300 bucks, And I wanted to talk about him because he's a great GPP play, in my opinion. He's boomer bust. He was on fire for us the first half of the season, got close to 5 k in price tag. We were using him all the time. Then he had a massive slump, a rookie wall, whatever you want to call it. He's down to 3,300 today. And he's a guy that you know can put up massive production with just like getting on base, stealing some bags, got the power, all those little things. He's GPP only, but he's 3,300 bucks. He allows you to pay up for other guys, gives you a nice, you know, ceiling, very low floor, but he's a guy that can put up 20 points in a heartbeat. So Lou Bob at 33, I think is a very, very intriguing GPP play for the upside you get tonight. Now on the A side of things. Olsen's always GPP viable at 47. Tommy is still at 46. If you're stacking, those are a good one-two punch there. And then you can look at some savings for the A's if you want to be different tonight. And that starts with guys like Ramon Laureano, who kind of got it going towards the end of the season there. He's at 4K. Jake Lamb's at 38. I'm not running to play Jake Lamb, but he even homered his last day of the year. Um, he's a, a, a super punt if you want to go there. But the one piece of the A's that I'm really looking to, to use today is Sean Murphy at 3600 bucks a catcher. One of the cheaper catchers I'm looking at on this slate. The dude is raking, having a really, really strong season. I wrote him up over there at Rotoballer, so go check out those stats. But when you're looking at pitchers' duels like this, and a lot of the catchers are priced up pretty high, Murphy's one of the cheaper catchers I actually trust. So 36 hundo, even when he's not hitting the ball, he's got a walk rate over 20% in the month of September. He played 16 games in September. He's safely in 10 of 16. He's walking over 20% of the time. He's stuffing the stat sheets for you. He's not leaving you with a ton of goose eggs, which is huge. So Sean Murphy at 36. 
is a guy I'm looking to target at the catcher's position this evening. All right, game three on this four-game AL wildcard set. Toronto, Tampa Bay, starting at 5 Eastern, 2 or yeah, five Eastern, two Pacific for you there on the East Coast. <clears throat> and this is one that's going to be very, very popular today, boys and girls. Very popular. You got Blake Snell versus Matt Shoemaker, who only made one appearance in September, September 21st. Didn't pitch prior to that until August 21st. He threw three innings. Thus, he's the opener today. And coming up after him, it's not 100% set in stone, but it's like 95% set in stone, is the one, the only, Robert Ray. So this is going to be a very, very interesting game tonight. You can look at Blake Snell. I got no problem with Blake Snell. I'm not running to use Blake Snell. I get it. He's been very, very shaky, though, also. Uh, lefties over the last year, 341. Righties, 296. He's given up a lot of hard contact. Uh, strikeouts are there, but he hasn't thrown super deep into games. A lot of question marks there. The thing with the Rays and Snell, they have a very strong bullpen. So even when Snell comes out, not the easiest road to walk for the Toronto Blue Jays. But when you're looking at the Jays, you know, if you're going to get Snell for a couple trips through the rotation, Teoscar Hernandez at 51 is always good. You got Boba Shed at 49, very, very strong, playing good ball. Fladito at only 42, I think it's a nice savings, a nice piece of this Toronto action. If you are stacking, you can get an affordable piece to go with a Teoscar or a Bo in the situation. I do like Kevin Biggio quite a bit at 5K. He'll get overlooked because the lefty-lefty, but it's lefties just fine. So Biggio's a strong play, but my favorite one is Vladito. And then you can save money. You got Grichik who's smoking it. I always like Guriel. Guriel's only 3600 bucks. So this game's game stackable to me. It's very affordable. Blake Snell's going to be a target for a lot. I can see the appeal, but I also like the baby Blue Jays in this one to put up some runs. But more importantly, I like the Tor- uh, the Tampa Bay Rays with the highest team total on the slate to put up some runs. You got Matty Shoemaker, then Robert Ray, and then a bullpen that's just not that great. So there's a lot to like with the the Tampa Bay Rays today. They should be the chalk of the chalk, so that's something to keep in mind, but for very good reasons. Uh, You got guys like Brandon Lau at 4900 bucks, having a monster season. He's worth paying up for tonight because he hits righties and lefties. He's actually hit lefties a little better than righties this year. So it's very intriguing with a guy like Brandon Lau. People see these situations. Baylor can go outside because of Shoemaker. So there's a strategy of, oh, let's put all the righties in, or all the lefties in. But I'm also saying some righties. Like, check the lineup. If Mike Brosu makes the lineup, 45 hundo, first base, third base, we know how he mashes lefties. Gets one appearance through Shoemaker. Then he gets Robert Ray. Boom, goes to Dynamite. I still like Lau quite a bit at 49. Willie Adamas at 41 has got some upside for savings. But um, second base, third base, you got Joey Wendell at 3900 bucks. Very good piece of savings on this slate. As consistent as they come, if you've been following my work, We've been on him for about a couple weeks now, hitting 389 over his last 10 games, 9, 12, 16, 11, 13, 6, 5, 21 over his last eight. Very productive, 39 hundo, second base, third base. Get you some uh, variability there. And another cheapie I like from Tampa Bay, Randy Arezarena hitting usually third, but anywhere from first to third in this Rays lineup. Power, speed, three steals, three homers over his last 10 Putting up double-digit production, 38 hundo, hits righties, hits lefties, doesn't care. Very strong look there. So like in a Rezzarino, Wendell, Lau situation, I like quite a bit. There's a lot of ways to go about it. Check the lineups. But I, I like getting some of the righties in there when everyone flocks to the lefties because they see Matty Shoemaker realizing, hey, Robert Ray's coming in. You're going to have bullpen coming in. Take advantage of that situation. That's one way to do it with the Rays. The Rays and Jays, this is a game. I mentioned how you can – this is your game stack one. Uh, like you got Minnesota in game one, Chicago White Sox in Oakland. That's going to be the interesting one because on paper it looks like a pitching duel, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's like a six to four type ball game. 
And that's where it's it's not like a full stack situation, but there might be a couple long balls. Like you can get a couple pieces from that game. Like stack here, get a little stack here, a couple pieces from here. And then you go to the nightcap, which is must-see TV. Get you ready for the great debate tonight. And this is the important one, as Alex Fast tweeted out this morning. And gosh darn it, he's always got the goods. He tweets out, hit the great debate we're all waiting for tonight, Garrett Cole, Shane Bieber, hitting the bump together. This is where it's at. Like, you're super contrarian players. If you're playing massive tournaments, if you're playing even 20 max for some reason, like if four, on four-game slates, I don't condone cash very often. You could play cash, but I want single entries, three-entry max on situations like this. And if you're playing this slate, you're using one of Bieber and Cole. In cash, you can almost argue using both. I would, If you're going to use one or the other, I'd pair them up with Kitta Maeda in cash and in GPPs. That's where I'm going. But what I'm going to, if you're using the max entry philosophy, you better have a stack of each team against one of the aces. And what I'll also suggest is don't be afraid if you're using one of these guys, like if you're using Garrett Cole, don't be afraid to use J-Ram because A-Lin will make you really unique. And Cole can throw a gym and still go up home runs. We've talked about that time and time again. But back to the matter at hand, Bieber 9K, Cole 8-6, both phenomenal. I'll take the savings with Garrett Cole. That's just me. The Yankees offense, they've been very rough. I get it. Let's just look at the month of September. Let's narrow things down a little bit over this sprint season. Let's go from 60 games to like 30. No, like more like you know 35 to 25, something along those lines. So we've got September 1st to September 27th. Let's update things here versus let's prefer right-handed pitchers since that's what we're talking about here. All right. Uh, the Cleveland Indians versus right-handed pitching. 23.5% K rate, 233 average, 144 ISO. I would love to have a filter to take Jose Ramirez out of that and tell me exactly how bad they are because J-Ram has been nothing short of amazing this season, especially in September. So the San Diego's offense is dreadful. you got a guy like Garrett Cole who's been absolutely filthy of late. He had a hiccup for a couple games, did the same thing last year. He's, like, he's, he's right of the ship, as they, they say. He has given up um, one earned run or less in four straight starts. He's got at least six innings in all four starts. He has at least seven Ks in all four starts. He has 27.9 or more DK points in all four starts. He's been absolutely electric, given two versus Baltimore, two versus Toronto, big strikeout oppositions. But still, phenomenal stuff this season with Garrett Cole. I will go right back to the well against an Indians offense that is next to just just really, really bad. Then you got Shane Bieber, and there's the argument that he faced the AL Central, the NL Central. That's a very fair argument, very fair argument. He's still been damn dominant. There's no sugarcoating that at all. Uh, strikeout leader in the major leagues, likely AL Cy Young. There's there's arguments for AL MVP. Uh, he's only gone five innings in two of his last four starts. He's given up three earned in two of his last three starts. He's given up the long ball in the last couple starts. Uh, he's, he has the ability to give up the long ball, but he's still getting you, even through all that, 22 or more. He's got 28 or more in three or four. He's still getting you nearly 30 points a game. They're both phenomenal plays. I don't doubt any of them. But I mentioned uh, Cleveland stats over the last month. Over the last month, the Yankees striking out 19.5% of the time. 258 average, 207 ISO, 354 Woba. Obviously, much more power, much deeper lineup when it comes to the Yankees. So I'll take Cole. I'll take the $400 savings. I'll pair Cole up with Maeda and go there. If you want to use Bieber, I am not going to talk to you out of that because I think he's a phenomenal play with a very good floor. But give me Cole in this matchup in Cleveland against uh, Bieber and the Indians. Now, if you're using bats, I mentioned J-Ram at 53. I'm a huge fan of that. Cole... Gives up almost two home runs per nine to uh, left-handed hitters. He's calmed down of late. He's, he has only given up, like, I think, one home run or two home runs over his last four starts, which is big for him. So he used to be guaranteed at least one, if not more, every start. 
So JRM at 53, still no problem playing him tonight, the way he's swinging the bat. Other than that, you could look at a Lindor, who's been a very, very up and down. Pick your poisons there, but it's pretty much JRM or nothing for the Indians for me. And then when you're looking at the Yankees against Bieber, I feel like either you need to go all or nothing against them. I mean, you can go with guys like the Judges and the Voits and LeMahieu. If I'm doing a one-off, it's LeMahieu just because I think he can piece together a couple hits, score some runs, maybe get you eight-plus points, which at 5200 bucks isn't ideal. But I can see it you know, being good because it'll come up to no, no, no ownership at all. No one's going to be owned in this game besides the pitchers. So this is where you get your leverage if you want to. But, you know, you can't argue Voight, power versus righties. Aaron Judge is Judge. He's starting to slowly get it going. So those are your big boys for sure. You can mix and match. Like Aaron Hicks is did discount at 36. Gardner at 33. Both discounts. Like on the uh, Indian side, Taylor Naquin probably starts for Coley's 2,800. So if you're looking for savings, they're there in this lineup. I'm just not running to play these bats. I, I respect Cole and Bieber this much. Like we'll play Yankees in Cleveland the next few days. Like when there's Plesak or Carrasco or Tanaka or some of these other guys, we'll play those bats those days. Tonight we play Tampa Bay. Tonight we look at Toronto. Tonight we play Minnesota. Then we kind of sprinkle in some White Sox A's action. That's where we're at tonight. So when we look at the slate as a whole, pitching wise, for me it's Garrett Cole, it's Kent Maeda. If you need to use someone else, Bieber and Blake Snell are the other two options. But I want Cole. I want Maeda. That's my one-two punch. That's my floor I want to go to battle with, and I love the upside there. So that's where I'm going uh, in this one. And when you're looking at the bats, like I said, Tampa Bay with some affordable players like a Reserania helped quite a bit there uh, to, to, to build around, and Wendell to go with your Lows and company. Toronto, the righties. Don't forget the righties in this one because Blake Snell can get hit around. So that's good. I think Vladito at 42 is affordable. Gritchick's cheap. Guerrero at 36 are good to go with the big boys up top. And then Minnesota, you know, I mentioned the splits for Granke. Righties are hitting them 304 this year. They're hitting them very, very well compared to lefties. So Cruz, Sano in a GPP. Mitch Garver's back, but he stinks this year. So be careful. But hey, YOLO, four game slate if you want to get there. He's cheap this week. He's cheap today. I like Eddie Rosario at 42. You got Kepler. Twins are very, very live on this one. Um, so that's where I'd be going on this slate. It's going to be a doozy. Uh, if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter at BD Intric. Uh, Elizabeth Grubb in the chat, Julito and Maeda with a twin stack. Wendell, Abreu, McCann, DK. That could work. Julito's not bad. Like I tell you, that A's White Sox game is going to be interesting because it, it, it smells pitcher's duel at the same time. It's got some weirdness to it that I think maybe it's more the bullpen gets hit around, not the starter so much. So I do like the twin stack. I love the bats. Twin stacks with Wendell, Abreu, McCann. Big fan of the bats. Gilito could be a difference maker for you. I'm with you there. Gilito's price on Fandle is where you want to go because the other guys are expensive. Gilito's got a big upside on Fandle. I'm a big fan of that. But good question, Elizabeth. And if you have any more questions, everybody, hit me up on Twitter at BDentric. I'll be happy to help you out there. Also, if you want to get in the free fantasy sports DJ Slack chat, just fire away and I'll get you up in there. Otherwise, rotoballer.com, join the premium package, get premium Slack chat, premium tools, premium articles to go with all the free stuff they offer at Rotoballer. Promo code Bubba gets you taken care of there. But hey, we have made the playoffs. It's going to be a great day. And tomorrow, eight games of baseball postseason action. So get ready with that. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Good luck today. Four-game slate, AL wildcard, day one. MLB DFS Quick Hits, your September 29th edition. I'm out. Yeah.